Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, brothers with astronomical dreams, space exploration, information about tons of scientific facts, a cute pug, the perfect example of dad manga, and weird situations. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Manga Review, episode 436, Space Brothers. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and banging reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing good out there in internet land. Hope things have been well. I've been doing pretty good and pretty chill. I'm excited for next week because a lot is going to be happening and stay tuned for that. We're going to talk about it definitely because we're going to be finishing off that one that only the James Bondathon that we started oh so long ago because No Time to Die comes out and we're really excited for that. But I digress. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. As I said earlier, Spirekin is some podcast and banging reviews about canonically enhanced narratives. Every episode, we talk about one or two geeky topics, and I tell you the pros and cons about it. Since it's the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the pros, the design of the actual production quality, and most importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I or my co-hosts say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out all of our Spark and Manga Review podcasts and our other podcasts like the Spark and Motion Picture Review, Spark and Game Review, Spark and Television Tuesday, and all the other things at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N in the search bar and I guarantee you find us one way or another. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com or tweet me at Spirekin. And finally, if you like what we do, remember to check out our Patreon and support us to make more fun content for you to enjoy at www.patreon.com forward slash Spirekin or patreon.podbean.com forward slash Spirekin. And now all that chilling's out of the way, let's actually get to the manga review of the week because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only the Wheel of Manga. And it did turn to be there reviewing a manga that was written by Chuya Koyama and published by Kodanji. It was released over here by Kodanji USA. It has over 40 volumes. It started in 2007. It's still coming out, and it is a Senin sci-fi comedy slice-of-life series that is known simply as Uchu Kyodai, or Space Brothers. Now, for those of you who have never heard of Space Brothers, it is a hugely popular series that has been adapted into a anime television series, a live-action film, a anime film, and... Like I said, the very long-running manga series. It's known specifically for being called dad fiction. Now, what do I mean by dad fiction? What I mean is that it is a manga that seems to be geared towards people of an older nature. Our main character is 33 years old, but it just feels like he is someone who is in the middle of his life. He's about to have a midlife crisis, and life is happens to him it's totally something which is more for an older audience it's like a higher end of senin i want to say it's gekiga but not really it's not as cinematic as that but i digress you're probably wondering what the hell is this about well as the title space brother says it's about two brothers who are named mutananba and his younger brother hibito now muta was born on the day specifically in 1993 that japan lost the world cup preliminaries so he feels that because of this he's kind of destined to be well unlucky and he loves his younger brother hibito and he was born in a day when someone won an amazing award so it's kind of luck versus luck but anyway 
In 2006, they were hanging out outside in the middle of the night when suddenly they both saw something weird in the sky that seemed to fly off towards the moon. And seeing this unidentified flying object, they both decided that they want to find out what it is. And how will they do that? Well, they'll both go to the moon. And because Habido first says, I want to go to the moon, Mundo's like, well, I was going to say that, but I didn't say that. So what can be better than the moon? Well, you know what? I'm going to aim to go to Mars. And that's what's going to happen. I'm going to go to Mars and it's going to kick some butt. And from that time, they both studied and trained through various ways. For example, they would go to the JAXA, which is the Japanese Astronomic Exploration Association headquarters, where they'd have tours and they'd go every single week until the point where it's like they'd walk in, there'd be a new hire who's trying to go through the entire, you know, the typical, hi, welcome to this place. We're going to tell you about this. They memorize the entire speech. They end up making friends with this lady named Sharon uh, Kaneko, who runs the local um, telescope, and they become friends, and she becomes their mentor. turns out that she's actually a really famous aerospace astronaut scientist who is really good at things, and she ends up training them to be the best they can be, and they're very good at this, and they've kind of dedicated their lives to this. Now, 19 years later, in the year 2025, Habito, the younger brother, who's not really good at English. He's the one who was constantly not remembering things, but the one who was born in the lucky year is actually a full-fledged member of the JAXA as an astronaut, and he's actually going on his first assignment. He's going to be going on a mission to the moon, which is really exciting. That's cool. Now, what about Muda, the older brother? Well, things haven't gone exactly the same way as he'd hoped. He currently just lost his job for headbutting his boss for making fun of his little brother. Uh, he was a designer for a car company. He really hasn't been following his dreams. He just kind of supported his brother and he did his own thing because he constantly is like, well, I was born in the agony of Ago, which is the reference to the loss of the Japan World Cup. And he's like, well, I was born then because of that things aren't going good, so I can't try. So he kind of falls in a bit of a rut until, well... Due to circumstances, he ends up getting applied to the next JAXA program. And he and a bunch of others are trying to get into the program to become the next astronaut. And now we're seeing him move forward. And it's following Muta becoming an astronaut and achieving his goal, just like his brother is, while playing catch-up to his little brother. And there's some things where he's better than his brother. It's interesting. Like, you see him doing little things and he knows it for example he goes to visit his brother in houston before the launch and they're just talking he goes to sleep wakes up the next morning and you see his brother wrote a note to him in english it's like what is he doing this to mess with me and he's reading this note and he's like wait no 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 no, no listen and he's correcting it he's like no there is an h in johnson all right this is not the correct thing like completely doing the process he knows english better than his brother another thing is they're doing blind uh, space training in case something gets in your eye and his brother is very good at it and Mudo is just analyzing little dumb things he's able to figure it out like he's like okay the two couples in the corner they're eating a very expensive meal but the guy over there he has bad shoes but he's eating the most expensive meal in the restaurant so what's going on with that and meanwhile the two in the corner they're drinking two cups of coffee while playing poker this is weird so he's able to analyze and take in tons of information. He is very intelligent. It's just he is so negative upon himself that he ends up self-sabotaging. 
And this shows him overcoming that to become the best he could be while being his weird, silly self. Like, he does math with an air app, because. So he actually, like, moves the notches around. It's very engaging. And there's tons of other characters that he deals with. Like, there's an old man who joins because he's two years old. He wants to join because he worked on the rock and he now wants to move forward in life. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to do this because he's getting too old. He's 56 years old and he wants to still be an astronaut, even though maybe he's past his prime. Another person is a genius who worked with monkeys. He thinks everyone else is below him and not as intelligent as he is. But his whole thing is he wants to go into space because when he was young, he got a mouse pad with a astronaut suit on. He's like, I want to wear those and wear that into space. The only problem is that he is a little bit too short. He's under the 158 centimeter minimum to go to space. So what he wants to do is he wants to make a custom suit that is designed specifically for him so he could fly into space. So everyone has their dreams and they're all pushing forward and working against each other. And it is very engaging and different. I mean, there's some other characters I didn't bring up, like the girl Sarika Ito, who seems to be Muta's love interest, who is another person who wants to become a astronaut for very benign reasons. Her father was got ALS and died of it, and she wants to go into the ISS to make a cure for it, even though the ISS is going to be decommissioned in four years. And so she has only three years to get there, so it's kind of a, a weird situation of that where she might not make it and then there's his quote-unquote best friend that he makes in the group kenji makabe who is this friend who has a daughter and a wife who they he just very nice and good and i oh and his daughter has a word kape which means give it all because she can't say give it all because she thinks that, that means clap but i digress so Overall, like I said, this is a very mature story. It's designed for people who've had their dreams when they were children and they move past it for other reasons. Reclaiming your dream and moving forward with it, even if it's or your dream, it's never too late to go for that that you want to do. And it's invigorating and different, and you can see that it's geared towards an older audience. And I have to admit, at first I was like, this seems boring. But as you keep reading it, you get sucked into Muta's story, and you want to see where Muta goes. And some of the humor is very dumb. It's like uh, they're studying for their, on their second exam. And everyone's doing something different. Like one person's reading Russian. One person is doing calculus. And then you have Muta reading a book of 1001 American jokes. It just He just is so weird. Or we're going to decide the fate of this entire mission by John Ken Poe. Rock, paper, scissors. It's weird. It's really weird. Um... Now, for action, there's virtually no action in this. Um, I mean, there's tense moments, a lot of tense moments with stuff going on. But, like, for physical action, the only action is Muta headbutting random people. First, his boss, who essentially fires him because he headbutted because he made fun of him because the guy was a prick. And then he ends up headbutting a thief who was using a fire extinguisher. And going to that for a second, it's kind of fascinating to see that Muta was reading and hearing about this thief who was going around with a fire extinguisher in his backpack spraying people and then stealing everything and then he's able to connect that and realize that was going on it was some nice foreshadowing in the story however i digress so but he ends up stopping this guy with an accidental headbutt so besides that's a lot of suspenseful situations of who's going to get in what's going to happen with muta is muta going to get to the top is muta going to fail is the end where are we going with this 
but there's not as much action as you expect. There is a little bit of romance where Muta is in love with Serika and trying to get, you know, get with her. And he's interested in her. She's kind of interested in him, but we're going to have to see where that goes. There's tons of drama, a little bit of comedy. And overall, it's a very versatile story. And that's why it has been adapted so many times. It's a story which speaks to anyone who's had a dream and they're on the point of their life where they think that they can't go back. It shows that you can still achieve your dream even when you're older. You just have to push for it. And it's something a little more mature, I think. So if you're still at a point in life when you're into more zany, silly things, this might not be up your alley. Now, into the art style itself, everybody is drawn very uniquely one's designed special and different. For example, Muta is designed with an afro. His nickname in the comic is Fuzzy. And then his brother is blonde hair with a peak. So peaky and fuzzy, or pointy and fuzzy. You have their dog, Apo, who's named after Apollo, who's a pug who looks like a pug. And everyone has their distinct style. And despite that, you also have sequences where they're photorealistic. Images from certain moon landings or scientific diagrams. They're drawn and designed and they look photorealistic. And I've got to say, it's beautifully drawn. Now, what are some disadvantages from this, I have to say? Well... The only negatives for the art style, I will say, is that sometimes it's very cluttered. You can't really focus on one point in some images, but for the most part, it is well done. So, a couple of negatives with this, and I will say the negatives for the Ori's. First off, you have the basic element of, like I said, this is designed for a more mature audience, so... And I mean mature like sexy mature. I mean mature like you have to have experienced some things in life. And I know I'm reiterating that over and over and over again. And I'm not trying to harp on that. But just that's the one major thing is that this is for a specific audience. And if you're not that audience, I don't know if you'll get anything out of it. I would like to say you would. Because this is one of those ones I would love to show someone's like, yeah, you'll really like this. But they'd be like, no, this is boring. I don't like this. I don't want to see about this weird guy who just got fired from his job and who's moved back in with his parents. And he's trying to be better than his little brother who's doing better than him in life. And he's with an existential crisis. It's, it's, you got to be in a weird place to understand that. If you're an older brother, you may get this. I'm a younger brother, so I can see it from the opposite point of view. Older brother could get this as well. But that is one of the few native harps on it. Also, it is a bit long. It doesn't get to the point very quickly. There are tons of moments in between because it does take a while. It's a while to get its wheels going. Halfway through volume one, then it started making more sense. It is slow paced, but it does get there. So overall, for those reasons... All the pluses, all the minuses. I have to give Chukyodai, Space Brothers, a really, really, really fucking cool. It is really well done. I have to admit that. Even with its few negatives, it's an excellent story. It's one that I think you should read when you get to that point. If you're not there yet, don't worry, you will be. But read it. It is well done. It's got a great cast of characters. Everybody is intriguing. Everyone has their story and their purposes as well. And no one is shortchanged, and no one is just one factor. Everyone is multifaceted. There's no really bad people. There's no really good people. Uh, the girls and women of this story are fully capable. They're doing what they can do, and they're successful. They're not just props for the main character to be better than what they are. Um, like I said, Sharon uh, Kaneko, 
the aerospace scientist who's their mentor, she kind of kicks Muda's ass to be like, you have to do better. Do this. This is how you get there. She's a mentor, but she's there not just as a, oh, I'll just help you out. No, she makes him work for it. That. And Sarika, she's not just the, I'm doing this for dumb reasons. Her reasons are very important. I mean, it's just her father was trying to cure this disease, got the disease, died. She needs to fulfill his dream for herself because she doesn't want anyone else to suffer her loss. And that's a very strong and very, well, respectable goal. So, yeah, so that's what I give Space Brothers. If you've read this, let me know what you think. Email me, com or tweet me at Spyrokin. Let me know what your thoughts on this are, if you agree with me or disagree with me. So, now that that review is done, let's actually, well, let me first thank everyone who's listening. I appreciate every single one of you. To all of my Patreon members, thank you for listening. I hope you guys are doing well. And if you want to join our Patreon, check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Spyrokin. We have four tiers, and each one gets you different perks including if you are in our highest tier the what's up tier you'll be able to actually be nominated to pick what i review in the next episode crap so either way let's get to the part you've all been waiting for and what are we talking about we are talking about the manga release week and we have quite a bit but let's hurry this up shoot these out so here's what came out for september 14th 2021 we have 71 titles and starting from the top we have a certain magical index volume 24 adachi and shimamura volume 2 ajin volume 17 angel of death volume 12 banished from the heroes party i decided to live a quiet life in the countryside volume 4 the light novel b stars volume 14 the manga BL Metamorphosis Volume 5, Before I Don't Want to Get Hurt, so I'll Max Out My Defense Volume 3, The Light Novel, Bungo Stray Dogs Volume 20, Combatants Will Be Dispatched Volume 5, Days Alive Volume 3, The Light Novel, Days on FES Volume 3, Dead Dead Demons, Destruction Volume 10, The Manga. Death March to the Parallel World Rhapsody, Volume 11. Do You Like Big Girls, Volume 1. Drifting Dragons, Volume 9. Eden Zero, Volume 12. Fist of the North Star, Volume 2, the manga in hardcover edition. Looks really cool. Goblin Slayer Side Story, Year 1, Volume 3. Hazard Skill, the guild member with the worthless skill, is actually a legendary assassin, Volume 2, the light novel. Heaven's Design Team, Volume 6. Hello World, the manga. Hell's Paradise, Jigo Karaku, Volume 10. High School Prodigies Have It Easy, Even Another World, Volume 5, The Light Novel, How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, the manga, I'm the Hero, but the Demon Lord's also me, Volume 2, I'm the Villainous, so I'm Taming the Final Boss, Volume 1, Light Novel, I Am Great Priest, Imhotep, Volume 2, In Another World with My Smartphone, Volume 3, Karate Survivor in Another World, the manga, Volume 1, Love and Heart, Volume 3, Love of Kill, Volume 4, Magia Record, Puella, Magi, Madoka, Magica, Side Story, Volume 3, the manga, Masoni Koku, Collector's Edition, Volume 5. That one is one you definitely should pick up. My Youth Romantic Comedy is Wrong, as I expected, Volume 12, The Light Novel. No Game, No Life, Practical War Game, the manga. Our Last Crusade on the Rise of a New World, Volume 7, The Light Novel. Parallel Paradise, Volume 6, The Manga. Peach Boys Riverside 2. Plunderer, Volume 8. Rent-A-Girlfriend, Volume 8. Sachi's Monstrous Appetite, Volume 4. She Professed Herself, Pupil of the Wise Man, the manga... Volume 2 and the Light Novel, Volume 1. Solo Leveling, Volume 3, the comic and the novel. Star Wars Rebels, Volume 2. Starcrossed, Volume 3. Strike the Blood, Volume 19, the Light Novel. Sunshine Sketch, Volume 10. Suppose a Kid from the Last Dungeon Boo moved to Starter Town, Volume 7, the Light Novel. Sweat and Soap, Volume 9. The Demon Sword Master of Excalibur Academy, Volume 4, the Light Novel. The Hero is Overpowered but Overly Cautious, Volume 7, the Light Novel. The Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter, the... 
Light Novel Volume 5, The Masterful Cat is Depressed Again Today Volume 1, The Quintessential Quintuplets Part 1 Manga Box Set. This is going to be the first five volumes, so check that out. The Seven Deadly Sins Manga Box Set Volume 1, again, same. The Strongest Sage with the Weakest Crest, Volume 3. The Vampires and His Pleasant Companion, Volume 4. The Way of the House Husband, Volume 6. The World's Finest Assassins Get Reincarnated in Another World as a Door Scrat, Volume 3, The Light Novel. Those Not-So-Sweet Boys, Volume 4, The Manga. Time Stop Hero, Volume 1. Toilet Bound Hanako-kun, Volume 2, or Volume 11. Wandering Witch, The Journey of Elena, Volume 6, The Light Novel. We Swore to Meet in the Next Life, and That's When Things Got Weird, Volume 3. When Will Ayumi Make His Move, Volume 1. Wizards of Mickey, Volume 5. Wolf Wolf Story, I Told You to Turn Me Into a Pampered Pooch, Not Fenrir, Volume 7, The Light Novel. And then finally, what came out, Watakoi, Love is Hard for Otaku, Volume 5. Now, there are several things I am definitely excited about, but which are the ones you're excited about? Let me know at zanitspirekin.com. Or tweet me at Spark and let me know which of these you're most excited for. Which ones let you down the most? Definitely the my top two are Watakoi and Sweat and Soap. What about you? What are you most excited for? And so, before we finish, I'd just like to say thank you guys for listening. As usual, I really appreciate this. It, every time I see one of your messages or one of your comments, it just gives me more incentive to keep going for as long as I can. And I'm going to keep going until I'm an old man and review as much as I can. So, thank you. Remember to like and subscribe. Support our Patreon to help us make more fun content for you to enjoy. And let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. What are we talking about? We're talking about that one, that only, the, the we, we Love Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. So we're going to we're going to spin that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, the manga that's in that spot is the one I'm going to review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 437. So let's spin and see what we're going to review, shall we? Number three. Oh, easy breezy, I guess. So in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, reviewing a manga about three girls who make up a club to make an anime. What are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about the Keep Your Hands Off Isaacen. Yes, we're going to be talking about that in the next episode. So anyway, I believe that's it for it. So I guess I'm done. Hope you guys had a great time. I'll see you next time. Remember, tomorrow's our next uh, manga news episode. And as usual, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. And keep reading mangas.